Happy October, everybody. This is Annette Bingham, and I've got Tasha here with me. Hello, Tasha. Hello, Annette. How are you today? I'm good. I love my Halloween music that I picked out. <laughs> I do, too. It's fantastic. I, it just, I just really like it. It's creepy. So. <laughs> I like creepy. <laughs> creepy music, not creepy people. Uh, Well, it is Girl Power Hour Wednesday again, and uh, we're going to be talking about sacred space and energy vampires, um, which is quite an interesting topic, and you'll recognize some people in your life, and you might even recognize yourself in the description of what an energy vampire is. So stay tuned and listen to that. But before we get started with all of that, we've kind of hinted that there's going to be some changes with the show, and we wanted to get that out of the way right up front so that we can really delve into what the show is really about. But um, I am leaving the show the end of October. Um, I've got some projects I'm working on, some things that I'm doing And um, I just feel like I need to focus on those things as much as I enjoy doing the radio program. um, I think right now I need to focus on those things that are um, really calling to me. And um, not to say that if Tasha doesn't want me back as a (laughs) guest, I would be happy to do that. She would just need to ask, and if I have anything of value to offer, then I would love to to do that. But um, did want to allow Tasha time to talk about what she what her vision is for the show starting in November, and um, just see where it's going to go. So Tasha, can you share a little bit with us? Sure. And first of all, let me say um, to everyone listening that. Yes, most definitely we will have Annette back on the show. Um, I I definitely uh, want you on as much as possible to share all your uh, wisdom and insight and all the information that you have to give. And I know the more projects that you do complete, the more we'll want to have you on to promote those as well. Um, and certainly I know I'm going to miss you a great deal, as are our listeners. Um, and so this is a this is a is a bittersweet thing because I'm obviously sad that you're leaving and uh, sad that we won't be doing this together and I'm sure the listeners are as well but I'm also excited about um, you know the potential and 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 the fact that I will have you back on so it's not like I'll never ever see or hear from you again <laughs> so <laughs> it's exciting in that way but it's also sad um, let me say that the uh, show has been. You know, we, we did Girl Power Half Hour for a while, and then we did Girl Power Hour. It just kind of changed the format where it was once a week. And I do want to keep the format the same. 
However, I have given some thought, and, and I do want feedback um, and suggestions from everyone, but I've given some thought to uh, the title change, and I, and I am going to change the show uh, to the Empower Hour. And the reason is because I don't want to exclude anyone, not that we don't have male listeners or male guests, but I don't want to exclude anyone um, with our language. And, and what I call the show, um, you know, we we have uh, just a whole lot of men that, that tune in and talk about the show, and I've asked some people to be on the show or to be callers for the show, and the response I get from the men is, well, it's Girl Power Hour, which, of course, in my mind, I'm like, so? But, like, for them, it seems that it's it doesn't feel like it's okay, and I don't want that. So I, I want to... Uh, shift things a bit and call it the Empower Hour so that it is open to, to everyone, not only to listen, but to call in and to be guests and to feel as if, you know, the, the information that we're putting out there is not simply specific to women, but it, it's, you know, put there to empower everyone and to uh, inform everyone and bring awareness to everyone. And that also opens up a whole lot of um, opportunities for guests to jump on and really share uh, whatever it is they want to say to whatever population of people they want to say it to. So I'm excited about that. Um, we're also going to have, or I, I, I will have, see the we thing is the habit. Um, I will also have Skylar Liberty Rose, who's a, uh, the creator of the Empowerment Experience, and she's also uh, been a guest for, for our show uh, in the past, and uh, she's an empowerment guru. She's a writer. And you can check her out at SkylarLibertyRose.com. But she has a new project called The Empowerment Experience, which she just recently launched and is already very successful. She'll be doing a second launch in January. But she's going to be on um, randomly, but but quite often as a guest co-host. And uh, I'll also obviously keep bringing in interviews and stories and, you know, discussions about important and sometimes controversial topics, just kind of like what we've always done. I want to keep much of the, like I said, the format the same and the issues of discussion the same. Uh, But I do want to bring in more guests and more topics um, related to, that are relative to everyone. And again, I would love listener suggestions and feedback um, on the change and suggestions for topics and, and even guests if you have a specific individual that you think would be, you know, really powerful voice for the show in terms of, you know, giving us information, empowering us somehow, bringing awareness, please send us a message because for now, um, Girl Power Hour, we're still going to have that Facebook page and it will be the same. Any change of uh, titles or information will happen on that page. So you can still reach uh, me and Annette, you know, we can still reach us there. And then in, in terms of the future of the show, Please send your suggestions there uh, via message, and feel free to post them on our page as well. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's great that Skylar is going to be on often, and um, I assume Elizabeth Harbin's still going to be there once a month? She will still still be with us once a month, the first Wednesday of every month. She will still be doing readings. We're keeping that the same, which I'm so excited about because... That was a concern for me, certainly, uh, 
right off the bat. I did not uh, want, you know, I mean, I, I have had a lot of change in my life. I'm, I'd say I'm pretty, you know, adaptable to change. But uh, when it comes to my, my little soul family, which, of course, Annette, you know you're in, and Elizabeth has been dragged into whether she likes it or not, uh, she's someone I just certainly didn't want to lose from the show. I know the listeners have really gotten um, to love that, the psychic readings that we're doing uh, every first Wednesday. So, yes. Uh, she will be she will be with us, and she will continue to do that for as long as she wants to do it. I would love to have her to to continue to stay with us for as long as she can. Well, I know she totally enjoys it, and <clears throat> she has been a benefit to a lot of the listeners through her readings. And um, you know, I I just I adore her, and I I think she's such an asset and such a um, I said asset, Elizabeth, not the other <laughs> word. <laughs> um, to, you know, anything that she does. Um, when she goes to psychic fairs or when she does uh, personal readings or hypnosis, I mean, she's just wonderful. And I, I think very highly of her. So, um, And I, I know that the program is going to, continue to grow and go into a really um, strong uh, direction and with a lot of the things that are, are popping up. And I think people are really going to maybe even go a little deeper than it has been in the past. So I think that's going to be a good thing. We need that. So I'm excited yeah, to see do. what direction it goes. And... Uh, you know, like I said, I would be happy to be a guest if I have something of value to share. So, um, anyway, okay. Without out of the way, let's talk vampires. Um, as you all know, I, Tasha and I love Halloween and we love all things Halloween. And, oh, by the way, next week, Elizabeth Harbin is going to be back on the show and she's going to be talking about all things Halloween. I have no oh. clue what tidbits she's coming up with, but that's um, so exciting. Yeah, she's definitely going to come up with some good stuff. And then uh, the last week of October, we're actually going to have an old-fashioned radio, scary radio program on, and those are so much fun. Um, if you've never listened. All you young people out there, if you've never listened to a real live radio program um, where it's like a play, but it's just on the radio, um, you have missed out on something because they're really a lot of fun. And um, I've just been having so much fun going through all the scary ones. I can't, <laughs> I can't decide on them. Oh, I, I, mean, I honestly, I. I really honestly want us to think about it. I don't know if we can, uh, you know, with regard to uh, the formatting on the particular, sh you know, show we have on Blog Talk Radio. I don't know how they feel about these things. But if we can increase, you know, our time, I would love to have more than just an hour because I I, I personally oh, yeah. get super excited when you talk about it. I, I cannot wait to listen to that. They're just so much fun. And I personally, I would love to do a radio program like that. I would love to be a character 
on one of the shows like that. It's just so much fun. Um, And I've, I've seen enough of the history of radio, uh, what they used to do when they would have a live audience sometimes um, in the studio and then they would make all these sounds with all these different things and, you know, the creaking doors and they'd have all these, you know, the footsteps would be made a certain way. It's just so much fun to watch all that. And um, so I personally was not there. I watched or I listened to all the reruns and stuff, but I watched documentaries on them and they're just so much fun. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Back to energy vampires. We're going to talk about energy vampires and then we're going to talk about creating sacred space and, um, those are the two, they, they go together, actually. Um, you might say, well, how do they go together? Well, let's explain what an energy vampire is. Um, an energy vampire is just somebody who uses their stories to take energy from us. And what I mean by that is they use their drama, their emotions um, to drain us. And if if you're an empath, you can walk into a room or somebody can walk up to you and you can immediately feel them sucking the energy out of you. And when their story starts out of their mouth or through their actions, then you really get sucked dry very quickly. And they're, they're usually people who their stories are normally very negative. Um, they can be very passive aggressive, um, but there's still that little bit of negativity in their lives. It's that poor pitiful me story, and we've all been there. We've all done this. We've all been energy vampires at some point in our life, and some of us may still be, but this is just going to bring some awareness to you on if you are, what you can do to stop, and if you're, if you aren't, what you can do to deal with energy vampires in your life. So, and, and, and let me interject this really quickly because I do want to give yeah. people. Uh, I always want to hear it from the, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I, whenever Annette is talking about the poor, pitiful me story, that is not uh, the same as processing an emotional event and trying to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. That is not the same as no. talking about something that's happened to you in an effort to uh, release it. It is someone who is, is victimizing themselves constantly and always looking at the negative and never, ever working through that. Because we all have days where we're venting and oh, we need yeah. to vent and we need to be angry and we need to get through that. But at some point we get through it. This is a person who's constantly in that state and choosing to stay there. So there's a difference. I just want everybody to hear that. Right. And and most of the time they're unaware that they're doing it. Right. They are just unaware that their energy, what their energy is doing and where it's flowing and how it's affecting other people. And um, they do realize, though, that after they talk to somebody, um, and once again, we're talking about people who are consistently doing this and have no desire to change or not looking to change, but they feel better once they talk about it. And they've dumped all of this on you 
then your energy is depleted, but they've got what energy you had, and it makes them feel better, which, um, you know, when, when you're in a counseling situation, of course you want to vent and you want to talk and you want to, to uh, get all this out there so that you can empty yourself out and receive the tools you need to make the change. But a, the energy vampire is not going to do that. They're, they're just going to dump and get the energy from you and then go on and dump on somebody else. So that, that's how they get their energy. Um, and one of the things that we need to realize is that we often feed those vampires and we don't even know it. We're, we're not aware that, number one, we're not aware that they're sucking us dry, <laughs> you know, um, and we continue to feed them. We are empowering them. We're you know, allowing them to do this. And you'll know that this has happened when, for instance, you have somebody and they come and they're an energy vampire. They have no intention of changing. Um, There they go. You know, they walk away feeling better and you're completely drained. And that's your cue you know, okay, I need to change how I communicate with this person. And oftentimes what we do is when they're telling us their story, we are going, oh, well, tell me more. Well, why couldn't you do this? Or can you do that? Or let's talk about this. And and it's just adding more fuel to that person's fire that they can just continually take from you. So it's really one of the ways you can not feed them is simply reply with, I'm sorry. And don't ask for more explanation. Don't get more backstory. Just say, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And then try changing the subject to something more positive or a different direct, just go in a completely different direction. Now, I don't want people to get, you know, like Tasha said, we have friends who vent to us and that's wonderful. But, you know, also we have to realize which ones are venting consistently and not making the changes. And those who vent who are working to make changes. There's a big difference. And so with those who are not working to make a big change, sometimes we have to set a boundary. And that can be pretty painful for both parties. Just tell them that you want to help them focus on more positive things and focus on tools that they can use in order to make changes. And sometimes they're not going to want the tools. And then that's when you're going to have to make a decision on either cutting your time with them, maybe not spending any time with them, which can be pretty difficult. But just make sure you have 
the boundaries set and you don't continually um, feed, you know, that person. Um, I, I, Tasha, do you have anything else to say about that? Just that, you know, again, um, it, it's one of those tricky situations because, um, you know, I think there's some people out there that would be like, okay, well, but if anybody ever comes up and talks to me about anything that's difficult going on in their life, then I'm just going to get that mamby-pamby hippie love right. thing going on. And I'm just going to tell them that they can't talk to me because if they're not happy and smiling and positive about life, then they're, I don't want to hear it because they're throwing a pity party. And that's not at all what we're saying. And so I just want to clarify that again because the truth is real friends, true friends, are going to be there when the chips are down. Real friends are going to be there through your storms. And storms don't just get over in 24 hours. Sometimes we're going through a rough right. patch, and true friends can see that there's there's an end to that. And we know each other well enough to know, okay, I know, you know, my sister or my brother. I know my soul family sister or my brother. I know the way that they they work, and I know that right now they're going through a tough time. But I also know this is a person who – constantly, you know, comes to some sort of resolution at some point and, and sees what needs to be done and takes a different perspective and let allows this make them, you know, allows this to make them stronger and it it becomes part of their story of growth and survival and progress. And then you have other people and let me just use an example because as, you know, someone with uh degrees in counseling and of course the specification of addiction Let's just take, for example, an active addict um, who is, you know, active in their addiction, uh, has not sought treatment or any sort of help or any sort of counseling of any kind, and is constantly calling you because uh, the consequences of their active addiction are, you know, building. And so they're calling you to try to dump on you those consequences and try to get your advice or just dump it. And, of course, you're hopefully telling them that they need to get counseling, they need to get help, they need to stop using drugs, and whatever your whatever your response might be. And if they don't do that and they continue to come to you about those issues, well, not only are they an energy vampire, but you're an enabler because you're not allowing them an opportunity to try to call you and not get an answer and therefore not have anybody else to, and then they have to get help. So it's, one of, it's a situation where you have to use, you know, some common sense and some judgment and and some experience that you have with the person and and realize that we all go through tough times and there is no such thing as happily ever after we're not looking for uh smiles and happiness all the time you're looking for inner peace and i think that's the difference when you have somebody that typically has inner peace going through a tough time even if that tough time is caused by someone else in their life it's okay to hear that out as long as that person that's talking to you is learning how to set important boundaries and learning how to protect themselves and getting gaining some sort of growth and insight from it and at some point resolving it, then that's fine. But if it's someone that's just constantly, like Annette said, you know, dumping on you and therefore taking your energy and taking all that advice that you probably put a lot of thought into and doing absolutely nothing with it, and just going on back to the situation they were in and then coming back to you when they see you again and telling you the same old story, that's an energy vampire. And that's someone that you don't want to give your time to because it's going to drain you. And a lot of times an energy vampire will use you as 
much as they can. And then when you say, turn it around and say, well, let's look at some tools. I know you're feeling this way, but, you know, let's look at some tools that you might be able to use or, or maybe you need to go into counseling or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you, you start setting boundaries. A lot of time that person will disappear or they right. will move a little bit further away from you and not be as likely to dump on you or suck you dry um, yeah, that's a very important before. point because, because if you point out to a person that's doing this that, hey, okay, well, you know, there's nothing you can do about whatever person or whatever issue you're talking to me about, but maybe you could get some counseling to help you deal with this situation, you're probably, like you said, Annette, you're not going to hear from them again because that implies their accountability, which we all have accountability in every situation we're in. Mm-hmm. Um just as you do, if you're talking to an energy vampire, you have accountability in that moment to yourself and to the other person to not enable the other person and to also not, you know, lose your guard and, and stop protecting you. So we all have accountability there. And whenever you bring that accountability to this person, like Annette said, if they're an energy vampire, they're probably going to distance themselves pretty quickly because they don't want to hear that. Yeah, and that's that's been my experience. And when that happens, be thankful <laughs> um, and and just hope that, you know, something sparks within them that um, they eventually want to make some changes. And we all think to, that's, you know, really. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think you, know, you and I have talked about it on a personal level before. I think that's maybe the key is that, uh, or at least the key to recognizing, is that energy vampires typically just want sympathy. They don't want change. They just want sympathy. So if if you find that you're not able to talk to a person about, um, you know, specific things they can do to protect themselves, help themselves, you know, grow, learn, whatever, any kind of progress within the situation – or even removing themselves from the situation if necessary, whatever that is, if they're not willing to hear that, then then they just want sympathy. They just want you to sit there and sympathize and tell them how sorry. And that's just really kind of an attention-seeking victimization uh, tactic, and it's not healthy for either of you. And that's why we don't want to feed that fire. We don't want to feed into that. You know, we just want to keep, say, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you and move on to a different, either a different subject or a different direction. And um, it's not being uncaring. It's just being, you're, you're protecting yourself and you're helping them by not feeding that fire. And and we, yeah, I mean, we need to take a look at ourselves, too. Are we draining the energy around the people around us? Um, are we constantly looking at the negative and talking about the negative and not seeing any changes, not pursuing any changes, not trying? Um, and, you know, we've, we've talked about it's okay to vent and to share 
your your negative stories with those that love us and and but we also have to be aware that we need to be responsible for taking the steps for change and that's totally our responsibility and nobody else's responsibility and um you know, it's it's so important for us to recognize that in others, but it's also important to re- for us to recognize that in ourselves. So, yes, that's my little spiel on energy vampires. Um, I just think it's really important for us to to think about that because um, there's a lot of stuff happening right now and. There's a lot of energy vampires out there right now. Running and, random. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we need to be aware and learn to set out our boundaries and um, become aware of is this truly venting for change or is it just venting to suck us dry? You right. know, there, you, we've got to become more aware of that. And um, it may take a little bit of practice, but anybody who's been around a lot of energy vampires learns it very quickly. And, you know, learn to set your boundaries fairly quickly so that um, as empaths, and I think a lot of women are empaths, and, and I'm finding a lot of more men who are much more sensitive or becoming aware of their sensitivity more. Um, they're recognizing that certain situations or certain people drain them. And they're, we need to realize that that is just that energy taking and not, um, not giving, you know, and, and not changing. So it's really important that we, we uh, become aware of those issues and, we need it now more than ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do. So we're we're talking about sacred space too, and um, sacred space can be internal and external, and sacred space can be internally. It can be that. Um, that peace that we feel when we're quiet, that peace that we feel when we go out in nature, um, it's that inward feeling that we get where everything is okay, everything's going to work out, and that can be developed through meditation, finding that um, visualizing that sacred space within your own mind. Um, I mean, I've got my sacred space that I can go to within three breaths and I'm there. And that's something that can be developed. And through a you know guided meditation or just through silent meditation with asking the question, I need my sacred space. I need to find that space. and I need to be able to go there at any time that I need to. And so that's the internal part, but what we're really going to be talking about is the 
the external part. And anybody that knows me knows I believe in the paranormal and I believe in energy and Tasha does too. And So when we're talking about sacred space in our external world, there are so many different ways of doing that to create it in your home or a room or, I mean, even your car can be your sacred space. Um, one of the the favorites of everybody is saging. I know, Tasha, you sage. All the time, yes. In fact, yes. Uh, recently, constantly. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. I am saging all the time. And the, the, reason we, the reason we create sacred space is to clear out the negative energy that we've either accumulated by other people being in our home or the negative energy that we have ourselves brought into our home by our thoughts, by, um, well, our thoughts. I mean, that's, and even the things that we bring in, antiques and things like that. So it's very important to keep that internal, I mean, the external world around us cleared And one way to do that is to sage. And saging is so easy to do. You just, you can go get some sage at, um, oh goodness, Sprouts carries it, Whole Foods carries it. Um, Locally, you get it at Natural Grocers, Tumbleweed Botanical. Natural Grocers. Yeah, Tumbleweed Botanical carries it. Um, Lots of places carry it. And it's as simple as putting a, a lighter to it. Don't use a match because it, you'll burn your fingers. Um, it takes a while to get it lit and to kind of blow on it, let that smoke start moving around, and carry the lighter with you, you know, so that as you go through your house, allow that smoke to get into the corners and the crevices at the windows at all the doorways, and what that does, there's so many, there's a lot of articles out there now about the physical benefits of saging now, Um, but we're talking more of the metaphysical benefits. It, It clears that energy. It makes it lighter. It raises the vibration of the energy within your home you can do it in your car, too. Sage your car. Um, don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> You'll likely get stopped by a cop <laughs> saying, what are you doing? Um, so, um, sage, you know, in the driveway. Um, but make sure that smoke gets in all the corners because the corners is where you have stagnant. The energy can't move as readily. So anywhere you have stagnant energy, that's where you have lots of negative energy. And it can also be all around your home. So sage the middle, the corners, the doorways, the the windows. Uh, Very, very important. Other things you can use is an incense that you like. Because really what you're doing is you're creating that sacred space not only with the tool you're using, but also with your intention. 
And as you're moving around with either the sage, the incense, uh, one of my favorites is Palo Santo. Um, it's a wood that smells sweet and um, very, very powerful. Um, you're using your intention. Set your intention. What do you want your intention to be? Well, I want to raise the vibration of my home. I want lighter energy. I want positive energy. Uh, I want the negative energy to leave. And you can do that by smudging, is what they call it, with the sage, the palo santo, or the, the incense. Open your windows or open a door and smudge your house towards that door, that door being the last thing you smudge, pushing that negativity out. And it's all a ritual. It's all about ritual and intention and the tools you use. Um, after you do that, how do you keep the energy? Well, you, of course, have to, to cleanse your space, just like you have to sweep and mop and you know do all that good stuff, do the dishes. You do have to cleanse your energetic space often, I think. Um, it just feels different after you do it. Um, so do it often. Do it as often as you feel like you need to. Um, probably not every day. You probably don't have to do it every day unless you have a lot of really heavy stuff going on in your house. Um, but, you know, weekly, monthly, just whatever, trust your intuition. When, how often do you need to, to cleanse? So you do do that, but to keep it um, clearer, I like crystals. I like music. I like candles. Um any of those things with the intention that you give it can help keep your space clear. So lighting a white candle and saying, you know, I'm lighting this candle to, to clear and keep my energy, uh, my home clear of negativity, um, bringing in, you know, if you want to call in angels and guides, do that, you know, surround my home. There's just so many ways you can do it in so little time that we've got to talk about all of this. But how often do you do stage your house, Tasha? Well, it depends. Uh, for a while there, I guess really for about uh, three or four months, I was staging every day and sometimes twice a day. And the reason is... I, I do a gratitude ceremony, um, and I I intend to do it every day. I don't always have uh, the opportunity to, unfortunately, so I just have to, you know, just speak my gratitude and not do a full formal ceremony. But for a while, I was going through kind of a spiritual transformation, and um, as such, I was uh, certainly clearing my space more because when you're going through personal growth or a spiritual transformation or any sort of, you know, healing process or recovery process, you know, an emotional, psychological, spiritual healing or recovery, you are clearing, naturally clearing out a whole lot of 
stagnant energy, you're surfacing a whole lot of issues that need to be looked at and healed, and um, you're basically releasing a lot. And so because I was releasing a lot, I was clearing my space more because I was releasing it into my space. So I was wanting to clear it out. Um, Now I would say that I probably every other day, unless, you know, things are heavy, like not to bring any politics in, but like if you're on Facebook recently and things get a little heated, then I like to go smudge myself and get everything kind of things that have been going on in my mind, just get that out and clear it out and uh, ground myself as well and, and clear all of that out. So, uh, but typically, you know, every other day, and certainly I would always do once a week. Uh, I just would never really want to go without once a week. And the reason is because I don't, for me, I am an empath. I'm also an introvert. So just being around people, whether they're vampires or not, can drain me. So uh, as such, whenever I come home, you know, uh, if you go to the grocery store or go out at any point throughout the week, I feel like you are bringing other energies and other things in. And so I think once a week, just like cleaning the house once a week, even if it's just a surface cleaning, you try to do that just to keep on top of it. Well, it's the same way with energy. I like to do it at least once a week and then more often as needed. Yeah, and I I use um, I use a diffuser with essential oils every mm-hmm. night um, in my bedroom, which helps me a lot. It helps me to sleep. It helps me to feel comfortable in my space. Um, it just gives me a sense of um, peace you know, and and awareness that I need um, for the night. So I use that every night, which... Um, well, and, and, and that's a great point because I feel like people who don't really know, um, like you said, you can use incense to clear a space. Um, you know, I highly recommend sage, but if you don't really know how to use that or you can't seem to find it where you are, um, because there are small communities that might not be able to access Sage, well, then you can certainly use incense or, like you said, use a, a diffuser with essential oils. Um, and also crystals, I, I personally am this, I'm the same way as you are. I, I, I grid my home with crystals, and I also, which gridding just means having them in every corner of your home. Um, and I also have the little crystal lamps, like, you know, they have, a, a, I mean, even Home Goods and TJ Maxx carry these now, but um, the Himalayan salt lamps, which aren't technically lamps. I mean, you can find them that are, you know, electric lamps. But the ones I have, you put little tea light candles in. Um, But I have, you know, a a selenite lamp and uh, an amethyst lamp and the Himalayan salt lamp and then various crystals throughout the home. And I think it's important, you know, as you said, to have something in your room when you sleep. I I tend to keep more crystals in my room. I also use frankincense. uh, incense cones that frankincense and I know you introduced me to that and frankincense really seems to clear it gives me a little energy too but it really seems to clear a lot of energy uh, I use that along with sage but I do try to keep things like the crystals the the lamps especially in my room because I do believe that you need that space I mean your whole space needs to be a sanctuary it needs to be sacred space but but your room certainly where you're going to sleep and rest and and more importantly dream and possibly astral travel, I really think that you uh, need to keep 
protective elements in there and calming elements in there and also, you know, make sure that you're clearing in there maybe even more often just because uh, with either diffusers, incense, sage, whatever. Because I, I personally believe that, you know, you're clearing a lot when you're dreaming. And so a lot of that coming out, I think it's important to clear that space as well. Like, you know, really pay attention to the spaces where you work, where your computer is, you know, the, the EMF stuff that's coming off that and the spaces where you sleep, where you need to be most restful and you know, just kind of use your common sense when it comes to how you're clearing and where you're focusing a lot of energy on clearing your space. Yeah, and um, another thing you can do is once you clear your home, you can also walk around the outside of the home and just put a little line of salt around it. And we're talking more, all right, if you're really into the paranormal and you're, you sense a lot of things and things come into your space and bother you, which I know a lot of our listeners are in that situation um, where they, they are sensing energies and spirits that come in, a lot of times you don't, you know, you don't want them there. It's, 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 um, I used to do um, Reiki classes, and my bedroom was where I would do um, the attunements. And I would have spirits there for like three days afterwards. And my cat was freaked out, and because my cat was freaked out, I couldn't sleep, and they didn't bother me because they were all wonderful energies, but my cat just, you know, kept looking at things around my bed. And so I finally, you know, and that space was cleared, and it was um, cleansed, and it was only really good energy that was in there. But I finally found that um, I had to keep a light on, a small light, a night light on, so that the cat wouldn't freak. <laughs> I mean, a night light for my cat. Imagine that. But <laughs> sometimes when you have that situation, when you've got energies coming into your space that you really don't want there, that they're bothering you in some form or fashion, you have to really sage, you really have to smudge, you really have to use the crystals, You whatever tool you choose to use. But then again, what's so important is the intention. The intention behind all of this. If you just walked around the house with some smudge, okay, it would, it would clear the air. It wouldn't necessarily do what you were wanting it to do. The same with the incense or the essential oils or the crystals. It's the intention, it's the programming that we put behind it that makes all the difference. So if you're being bothered by energies that's coming into your space, you need to set an intention of, okay, you need to leave. You don't belong here right now. If you need to talk to me, come and talk to me at a different time and smudge or clear with that intention. So 
we can use all the tools, but if the intention's not there, it's not going to do what we really want it to do. Um, Speaking of intention, you you have, because you've done this for someone in my life, you have uh, given me a new tool, which I didn't know anything about before this, uh, before you introduced me to it, but prayer bundles, which because that has a lot of intention mm-hmm. in it. So can oh, you yeah. explain to listeners what prayer bundles are and how those can be used to uh, keep a house, a home cleared and protected? Um, prayer bundles was taught to me by um, a dear, dear, dear mentor of mine who was Native American, and she taught me so much uh, about the culture and about um, living that uh, nature-based system. When she was a child, um, she grew up in West Texas, and her father um, taught her how to make prayer bundles. And they're simply just little squares of cloth, and you put in them, um, you put in salt, tobacco, and sage, and anything else that you want to put in there that benefits your intention. And um, what they used to do is they would, as they were making their prayer bundles, that you make, you put all the little pinches of those things in your prayer bundle, and as you're doing that, you're putting your prayer into it. You're putting your intention into it. And then you bundle it up and tie it with a string. And most of what I do with prayer bundles is I tie them outside in a tree or a bush or whatever. My mentor, because they lived in West Texas and there were no trees, (laughs) they would tie them to um, tumbleweeds. And her prayers would then be put, you know, um, blown by the wind to however far it went, you know, um, which she just loved that thought, you know, that the and she she would laugh and say, I wonder what the old farmers used to think when they find these little red bundles tied to tumbleweeds, um, <laughs> and uh, so a prayer bundle is simply putting a prayer into this little piece of cloth with these other items and um, while you put your intention, your prayer into them and then you bundle it up and you tie it. Um, People that go into sweat lodges, a lot of times they will take prayer bundles and tie them onto the bones of the um, uh, sweat lodge uh, on the inside. And it's really cool because you go in and it's so dark in the sweat lodge and there's all these prayer bundles up there. And every once in a while you might brush across one. And that's just a really kind of a magical feeling to know that somebody's prayer was put in there. But you can put, you can, I would really recommend doing prayer bundles and putting them outside. Um and allowing nature to do what nature does, and um, they will stay up there for quite a while. Or you can make your prayer bundles, and you can keep them in the house if you want to. But the whole purpose with the prayer bundles is putting your prayers and intention in it and then letting it go. 
Um, I buried prayer bundles um, with intentions, uh, hung them on trees, um, never hung them on a tumbleweed, but maybe a little <laughs> day. That's a very cool but, idea. Um, I love that idea. But the intention is putting the prayer in there, put the intention in there, and leaving it and allowing the universe to do what the universe does and um, not worrying about it anymore. I think it's a wonderful idea to make prayer bundles. Um, I had a massage client not too long ago who came in just for a massage, and as we were talking before the session to find out what you know, what we needed to, to do and what we needed to work on. It was very evident to me that she needed more than just a massage and I wasn't quite sure what yet. So as I was massaging and um, doing the energy work on her, it very clearly said she needs to learn about prayer bundles. She needs to make some prayer bundles. So I got my, I asked her if that would be all right and she, oh yes, you know, of course. So after about an hour of the massage, then I brought my little prayer bundle basket out and we made prayer bundles. I taught her about them and how to use them and um, they were very, um, very effective for her. And I think it's great to have them just laying around so that you can hold them in your hand and put energy into them, put your intention into them. And then, you know, you can put them outside. Make a basket of them and keep them in the house. And they're all ready. And then you just hold them and put that energy into them. Um, And they're ready. You know, you don't have to make a big to-do out of it. And you can take them outside and hang them. So prayer bundles are fun. I really love them. And people who are going on vision quest will make prayer bundles and tie them together, uh, hundreds of them sometimes, and um, make a circle around themselves as they're out in nature for their vision quest. And they sit all night. Um, And that is their protection and that is their intentions that they put into those prayers. And it's a very, very powerful tool to use. Intention's big, and the ritual that goes behind it can be very powerful, too. So I think it's important to use both. Yeah. So, well, we've got lots of changes coming up on the show. We've got Tasha's going to be no longer co-host. She's going to be host. (laughs) And... um, going to be, I think it's going to be a wonderful transition for the show and I think um, the direction that it's going to go is going to be very powerful and um, I look forward to seeing where you take it, Tasha. It'll be very interesting to to watch it evolve. And still being a part of it, of course, as a guest. Is often oh, yeah. Yes. Of course. Like I said, if I can provide any value at all, then I would more than happy be a part of it. 
And remember that Elizabeth Harvin is still going to be doing the first Wednesday psychic readings, card readings um, on the show. Um, very excited that she's still going to be a part of it. I may even be calling in with one of those. Um, oh, yay. That would be awesome. I do know, I, I mean, I just, I had a, a hypnosis session with her a while back, not too long ago, and last time I was in, in town uh, where she lives, and extremely powerful, um, really good stuff. So if you live in the Dallas area, definitely hit her up for that. Um, and she's also, um, you know, phone calls. She can do readings. And she also uh, does online readings, phone. right? I believe she does, yeah. Like with Zoom, she uses mm-hmm. Zoom. Um, and so, yeah, she does those and very, very powerful and definitely tune in every first Wednesday for that. And then Skylar Liberty Rose will be on the show quite often and um, looking forward to the guest that Tasha's going to be having the other two, well, yeah, two or three weeks out of the month. Um, I know it's going to be fun stuff. So excited. All right. Well, remember, energy vampires, protect yourself. Become aware of what an energy vampire is. Know the difference between just venting and somebody who doesn't want to change. Uh, become aware of your space internally and externally. Uh, very, very important. Create that sacred space internally and your outer space also. Very, very important. Can't have one without the other. Um, they really kind of assist each other. So do whatever you can do. Elizabeth Harvin had something on Facebook about having... Crystals in your bra. <laughs> I love that. One way to carry them with you. So anyway, I thought that was quite funny. We had a good laugh over that. But anyway, all right, next week, Elizabeth Harbin's going to be back. She's going to be talking about all things Halloween. Uh, cannot wait to hear what she has cooked up for us. And then the last Wednesday of the show of the month, We're going to be doing the old-time radio scary radio program. And like I said, I'm having too much fun listening to all of them and haven't decided which ones I want yet. So (laughs) um, just maybe I'll have it up by the end of the month. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe that same day that I figure it out, but we'll get it worked out. So everybody, we will see you next Wednesday, and have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.